Good day to all of you, my beloved brethren in the assembly. And once again, praise be to our loving Abba, who we are able to gather today on this day of Sabbath to worship and honor him. Now, we have learned from our previous worship service the importance of the Ten Commandments. These are the commandments that Yahuwah gave to Moses for the people of Israel in ancient times. It is important then for the people of God to obey as it is for us now as the chosen people of Yahuwah in these last days. For it is the way that we can truly prove our love unto Yahuwah. In our lesson today, we will study the first commandment, its true meaning and importance of it so that we can truly apply in our lives today. How important? How important is it, my beloved brethren? Our King, our Lord Yahusha says, this is the first and greatest commandment. Now, what is this first commandment? We'll read two verses to more explain this. We'll first read Deuteronomy 6, 4 and Exodus 21 to 3. Hear, O Israel, our God, Yahuwah is one. Exodus 21 to 3. And God spoke all these words. I am Yahuwah, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. What is the first commandment, beloved brethren? To recognize that Yahuwah is our God. And Deuteronomy 6.4, which we also read, is a prayer of the people of Yahuwah during the time of Moses that says, Yahuwah is one, we know this as the Shema, as we studied before from our previous Bible studies. You see, brethren, these are the foundation of all things in life to know. Without it, there would be no true meaning of our existence. Why is this important, especially now in our lifetime? Because many recognize other gods. Like what? The Trinity. Many professing Christians today believe in this so-called Trinity. But we know this is not so. Three divine persons in one? We have studied this time and time before in our many Bible studies. The apostles never taught it, and most definitely our King Yahusha never taught it either. It was a teaching of men only, and it was adopted and developed around 325 AD by a council led by the Roman Emperor Constantine. Who must we recognize as the only true God? Yahuwah. That is why the first commandment is very important to us, brethren. And that is to make Yahuwah and only Yahuwah as our God. And it says, and have no, no other gods besides him. Is Yahuwah our God? Beloved brethren, without a doubt, it is yes. Now how can we make Yahuwah then our God? Is it only by proclaiming him as our God? Here, the book of Psalms 95, 6 to 7. Come, let us bow down and worship him. Let us kneel before Yahuwah, our maker. He is our God. We are the people he cares for, the flock for which he provides. Listen, listen today to what he says. How can we make Yahuwah our God? by recognizing and accepting that Yahuwah as our maker. What does it mean that Yahuwah is our maker? 
we must fulfill the purpose of our creation. We live our lives for him, beloved brethren. He, he and no one else must be our topmost priority in life. Never lose focus of our main obligations in life. Nowadays, because of the hardships and trials in life, it is so easy to forget about Yahuwah, our God, and all what he has done for us. Beloved brethren, especially we as members of the assembly, never forget the blessings we have received from Yahuwah. Yes, we too will experience hardships and trials in our life, but we must always live our lives accordance to his holy will and not ours. How can we live our lives for Yahuwah? The scripture says we kneel, bow down, and worship him. How else? Listen today. Listen today, beloved brethren, to what he says. So by listening, obeying, and applying in our life, what Yahuwah says is a way we can make him our God. And it begins with his first commandments that says, you, you shall have no other gods before me. How else then can we make Yahuwah our God? Let's continue our lesson by reading the book of Isaiah 64, verse is 8. Yet, O Yahuwah, you are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. How else can we make Yahuwah our God? Trust Yahuwah as our potter or the one who created us. What does Yahuwah seek to do in us? He wants to direct our life, my beloved brethren. So let us allow him to do so. Isn't that the problem most people nowadays, brethren? It is no longer God that directs their life, but their own selfish ambitions. They depend only on themselves and their possessions or wealth, and not what Yahuwah can do for them. Instead of bowing down and worshiping Yahuwah, our creator, what do they do? They bow down to what God has created. That is such an insult to our Yahuwah Abba, beloved brethren. And how can we make Yahuwah our God when we fear him? Oh, and how can we make Yahuwah our God when we fear him more than what we can we fear men can do to us? Thank God, we are beloved brethren. It should be the opposite. Doesn't the scripture says in Proverbs that fear Yahuwah is the beginning of wisdom? So fear God, not men, beloved brethren. See, these people, they have forgotten their creator and what he represents in their lives. That is why they act the way they do, because they have no one to guide or direct them. Now, how else can we let Yahuwah direct our step? Here, in the book of Proverbs 3, 5 to 7. Trust in Yahuwah with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear Yahuwah and turn away from evil. How else can we let Yahuwah direct our step? Seek his will in all we do. Seek, my beloved brethren. Think about that for a moment. Isn't that what we have been doing since we left our former religion? I mean, think about it. When we started seek, to seek the will of Yahuwah, what did we find? 
What are some examples we find when we really started studying the Holy Scriptures? Did we not find his true name and the true name of his son, Yahusha, of which we all shall be saved? The importance of the Sabbath and many more, my beloved brethren, that Jehovah will reveal to us as we go along in our studies. That is why the more we should let Yahuwah direct our every step. Who must we trust? Yahuwah. Trust in Yahuwah instead of our own wisdom and understanding. Again, that is why it is so important to us in the assembly to always watch and listen to our midweek Bible history project and Q&A Bible studies. Through modern technology, my beloved brethren, we made it easy for all of us to participate in all activities, did we not? And brethren, if there's ever any questions that you may have, ask them. Ask them, beloved brethren. Ask any questions that you may have. Using the, and we will answer them using the scriptures to guide us. So let Yahuwah alone guide us and direct our every step. Now, how can we also make Yahuwah our topmost priority in our life? Here in the book of Matthew 6, 31 to 33. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. How else can we make Yahuwah our topmost priority? Seek the first, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, my beloved brethren, shall be added unto you. Brethren, what worries us in these last days? The demands of this life, future of our children our own needs for a better life? What worries you when you set foot out of your house? Our Lord Jehovah says, do not worry about these things, beloved brethren, for your heavenly Father knows what, that you need all these things. He created us, so it would only make sense that He alone also knows what we need in our life. Jehovah says in verse 33, seek His kingdom and righteousness first, and all these things shall be added unto you. Beloved brethren, all these things in this life that we need to survive, they're just but added blessings from Yahuwah. Secondary only to his true blessings for us. And what is that true blessings, beloved brethren? Our salvation. Brethren, all these things in life that worries us are nothing compared to the true blessings of God that we will receive when we are king and our Lord Yahusha comes again on his second advent. So trust. Trust in Yahuwah Abba and his son Yahusha in what they can do for us. And never let anyone say to you that the Ten Commandments are obsolete or that we, are, uh, that we only have to follow some of them. No, my beloved brethren. We know better now. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Timothy, all scriptures is what? Given by inspiration from Yahuwah. All of it, beloved brethren. And the most important of them all that we should never, never forget is the first and the greatest command. And that is to know 
that Yahuwah is our only true God and to have no other God besides him. Our lesson will now be continued by our brother. Happy Sabbath to everyone, beloved brothers and sisters in the faith. Praises be to our loving Abba that we're able to study the Ten Commandments. We studied in our lesson before that the purpose of the Ten Commandments is to deepen and express our relationship, our loving relationship with Yahuwah Abba and Yahusha HaMashiach, which is why we have decided to go through all of the Ten Commandments one by one to make sure that we are able to comply and are able to follow by faith, motivated by love, the Ten Commandments of our Father, Yahuwah. Now, we know what the first commandment is. Yahuwah is our God. Let no other gods be before us. Now, one might say, I think I followed that command. If I were to ask you, brothers and sisters in the faith, how many here are confident that they're already obeying the first commandment in the Ten Commandments? Because one might say it seems pretty easy. It is elementary. Yahuwah is our God. I will have no other gods besides him. This is why we are going through this lesson today to make sure that indeed we are able to fulfill the first commandment. And to fulfill the first commandment involves certain aspects. The first aspect is to recognize Yahuwah as the only true God. Are we following this? Because there are those who believe in the Trinity. The Trinity says in the one God there's three persons. There's Yahuwah, Yahusha, and the Holy Spirit. However, in this belief called the Trinity, they believe Yahusha is also God, the Holy Spirit is also God. And so to uphold the first commandment, we must believe that Yahuwah is the only true God. Now one might say, I believe that, brother. No problem for me. However, we also have to be aware of some of the philosophies and ideologies that exist in the world today that seek to replace Yahuwah as God. One of these ideas is called pantheism. Anyone here heard of pantheism before? It's very popular among academics. It is the belief that God is the universe. It is the belief that all of us are included in what is called God. And so there are people who send intentions to the universe, pray to the universe. And so they believe that God is some kind of impersonal force that kind of guides all of creation. And we ourselves are part of this creation and part of this Godhead. We need to reject this idea. This is why Yahuwah gave us his name. The true God is a personal God, and his name is Yahuwah. So we need to make sure that we reject other ideologies that seek to replace Yahuwah as our true and only God. But that's not all. When we accept and believe Yahuwah is our God, we need to make sure that indeed we recognize him as our God. We make him as our God. Is that what we're doing? Because to do so means to make Yahuwah God our topmost priority in life, as was taught by Brother Paul in the first part of this lesson. But how also can we prove and demonstrate? How also can we recognize those who have made Yahuwah their God? Let's read the book of Romans, chapter 3, 10 to 18. As it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands, no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. 
There is no one who does good, not even one. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery mark their ways and the way of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. You know what we read is about Yahuwah observing the people of the world because Yahuwah can do that because he's from heaven and he's omniscient. He knows the character. He knows what every person is thinking of. And when he looked across the globe, what did he see? Bible says Yahuwah found no one who is good. In fact, when he scanned the earth for people and what they do and how they behave, what did he say? No one seeks God. No one does what is good. People practice deceit. People's mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. People are swift to shift to shed blood, the way of peace. They do not know. Is this true or not? This is very true, especially today. There is moral decay in society today. And what is the root cause of this moral decay? If you look at the last part in verse 18, the Bible says, there is no fear of God. You see, that's the root cause of moral decay. And there is no fear of God. That is important because that is what it means to make Yahuwah our God. You see, it's impossible to fulfill the first commandment unless we develop and have a fear of God. Do we fear God, brothers and sisters? Because many people in the world today, they profess God. They even claim to worship God. They even practice religion. But in reality, they do not have a fear of God. What does it mean that they do not have a fear of God? They ignore what he says. They do not take him seriously. And so they end up doing whatever they want to do. They may profess the name of God. They may worship God. But unless a person has reverence and fear for God, they cannot fulfill the first commandment. This is why we need to understand all about the fear of God. Why is the fear of God so important? Let's read the book of Psalm 111 verse 10. Fear of Yahuwah is the foundation of true wisdom. All who obey his commandments will grow in wisdom. Praise him forever. Brothers and sisters, what is the importance of fear of Yahuwah? Fear of God. Bible says it's the foundation of true wisdom. When it says foundation, it is the beginning, right? You remove this, everything falls apart. This is why the foundation is so important. Fear of God is so important. When a person removes this aspect in his relationship with Yahuwah, everything falls out of place. Everything collapses. This is why to truly fulfill the first commandment, it begins by having a fear of Yahuwah. The fear of Yahuwah is the foundation of true wisdom. What kind of wisdom? Wisdom to carry out our daily life. You know how a person who doesn't have fear of Yahuwah live their life? They do whatever they want to do, right? They will do whatever their flesh wants them to do. When their friends tell them to do something, they're going to follow it. When the culture and what they see on Facebook and they find it interesting, they will do whatever Facebook tells them, whatever social media tells them, whatever the people tells them. And so they become puppets of the world because they have no fear of God. What does it mean to have fear of God? It's to recognize 
that not everything they want to do, they should be doing. Because they understand, wait a minute, this is Yahuwah's commands. These are my boundaries. I do not step out of my boundaries. That's what it means to have fear of Yahuwah, to recognize that not everything we want to do, we ought to be doing. But we ought to be doing what Yahuwah wants us to do, which is what? Obey His commandments. What also is another aspect of fear of Yahuwah? It is also that part where we show respect for our loving Father. You see, when it comes to the Ten Commandments, its purpose is to establish our relationship with Yahuwah, right? To have a loving relationship with God. This is how we express our love for Him. However, we need to understand the foundation of that love, the foundation of our relationship with Yahuwah is what? Fear, reverence, reverence for Yahuwah. What does that mean? It means we recognize who we are and recognize who God is. God is God, man is man. Yahuwah is up there, we're puny little creatures over here, right? We cannot say that we are equal footing with Yahuwah. And so when we pray to Yahuwah, we do not pretend that we are equal with him, we are not. He is God. We are men. We are women. We are but flesh. Yahuwah is almighty. We need to recognize that separation. God is God. Man is man. That's the beginning of all wisdom. And so we need to understand this aspect of our relationship with Yahuwah. What also is another aspect of having reverent fear for Yahuwah? Let's read the book of Psalm 33, 6 to 9. Yahuwah merely spoke, and the heavens were created. He breathed the word, and all the stars were born. He assigned the seas its boundaries and locked the oceans and vast reservoirs. Let the whole world fear Yahuwah, and let everyone stand in awe of him. For when he spoke, the world began. It appeared at his command. What is an important component, an important aspect of having reverent fear for our loving Father Yahuwah? It is to stand in awe of His omnipotent power. You know how powerful Yahuwah Abba is? He just merely mouthed the words and the stars were born. Can you imagine that? No, what does it mean that the stars were born? The cosmos, the universe was created. You see, Yahuwah is not the universe. Yahuwah created the universe. Do you know how vast the universe is? I mean, consider our galaxy. What is our galaxy called again? The Milky Way, right? You know how many stars there are in the Milky Way? Like 400 billion plus galaxies in our spiral galaxy called the Milky Way. That's pretty huge. Considering a star is massive, thousands of times more massive than the Earth, Right? That's just one star, 400 billions of stars. We can't even conceive of that number. We can't count it. That's how vast our spiral galaxy called the, the Milky Way is. Do you know how close, or how far I should say, the next closest spiral galaxy is? By the way, what's the next closest spiral galaxy? The Andromeda. You know how far the Andromeda spiral galaxy is from the Milky Way? It's 2.57 light a million light years away. So it's gonna take the uh, light traveling at 186,000 miles per second. That's pretty fast. Even going that fast, it's gonna take light. 2.57 million light years 
just to reach the second, the closest spiral galaxy called Andromeda. And there are billions upon billions of galaxies all over the universe. That's how vast the universe is. And the Bible says, the heavens, the stars, was created by Yahuwah just speaking out the word. Can you imagine the power? This is why when we look at the vastness of the universe, when we look at pictures of how vast the star systems are, we need to kind of shrink. That's the God we serve, right? And so we approach his presence with this reverence, respect for who he is. He is the creator and an awe of his power who spoke and all came to be. That's the power of our father, Yahuwah. This is why when we think about fear of Yahuwah, it's not the kind of fear that causes us to, to run away from him. It's the kind of fear that attracts us to him, that causes us to desire him more because of who he is and because of what he can do. We are enamored by that. We want to seek more of him in our life because God is God and man is man. But you know what? There's something that we should be in awe of even more than being in awe of his power who created the universe with but his breath. You know what that is? Let's read what it says in the book of 1 John 4, 9 to 10 and 18. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. If we are to stand in awe of the power of Yahuwah, all the more we need to stand in awe of the love of Yahuwah Abba. Truth is, we cannot truly appreciate the love of Yahuwah unless we first recognize and feel awe and have fear of Yahuwah. You see, when it comes to relationship with God, its foundation is fear, but it's completed and perfected in what? Love. You cannot appreciate the love of Yahuwah unless you understand the holiness of Yahuwah. Did you know? Back during the days of Moses, when Yahuwah first appeared to his people Israel and they heard him speak on Mount Sinai, you know, people of Israel were afraid. They had this fear of Yahuwah because Yahuwah is gone. And man is man. This is why the people of Israel, they had to keep their distance away from the mountain. Remember that? Right? Not only that, when Yahuwah set up a system for worship with the tabernacle, there's only one person who can approach the most holy place, and he can only do so once a year. Who is that person? The high priest. Everyone else gets a backseat view. But it all changed. It all changed. Why? Because of the love of Yahuwah. Yahuwah provided a way for us to approach him in the most holy place, to experience his presence. You know what Yahuwah did? Bible says he sent his son to be a sacrifice to take away our sins. 
That's the vastness of his love. When you think about it, brothers and sisters, what is more awe-inspiring? That Yahuwah created the universe with but a whisper? Or the fact he sent his only son whom he loved to die on the cross for us? It's easy for Yahuwah to create the universe. It cost him his breath. But to show his love for each one of us, it cost him his beloved son. If you are in awe of the power of Yahuwah, the power of Yahuwah is only there to set up the greatness of the love of Yahuwah. We cannot appreciate in depth the love of the Father unless we first have a foundation of reverence for him. Brethren, Yahuwah loves us that much. Who are we, right? Yahuwah, who created all things, give up his son for us. God is God, yes. Man is man, yes. But this God, Yahuwah, he loved us so much, he gave up his son so that we can receive eternal life that our sins may be forgiven us. And because he has done this, what does he want from us? What does he want us to do? Let's read the book of Psalm 147, 10 to 11. He takes no pleasure in the strength of a horse or a human might. No, Yahuwah's delight is in those who fear him, those who put their hope in his unfailing love. What does Yahuwah desire from each and every one of us? He wants us to fear him. And he wants us to put our hope in his unfailing love. Yahuwah's love will not fail. Because of his love, he created all this. Because of his love, he gave us a soul and a spirit so that we can relate with him. Because of his love, he gave up his son that we can have a relationship with him. Brethren, this is what Yahuwah wants. He wants to have a relationship with us. What's the proof? What does Yahuwah invite us to do? Especially now we wait for the great day of our salvation, the great day when he will send his beloved son. Let's read the final passage of our studies today, the book of Psalm 73, 23 to 26. Yet I always stay close to you and you hold me by the hand. You guide me with your instruction. And at the end, you will receive me with honor. What else do I have in heaven but you? Since I have you, what else could I want on earth? My mind and my body may grow weak, but God, God is my strength. He is all I ever need. You know, Yahuwah created the universe with breath. He created us. In his image, he gave up his son to die on the cross. Now we know why. Not only does Yahuwah want us to be saved and to have everlasting life, but if you look at the passage, there's something else Yahuwah wants. What is that? Yahuwah wants to walk with us. This is why he holds out his hand. Yahuwah, after he created us, he did not disappear. 
He may be invisible, but he can be very present. So much so that if we dare relate with him with reverence and love, you will hold our hand. And if you have ever felt Yahuwah holding your hand, walking with you, it's an experience so great. There's nothing else you will ever want. This is why the psalmist says, what else do I have but you? If you are with me, you are all I ever need. You see, Yahuwah did not just create us. He created us for a purpose. And that is so that we can have a relationship with him based on reverence and respect and love that he has shown us. Brothers and sisters, what else does Yahuwah have to do to convince you that he loves you very much? Even if you lose everyone on earth, because sometimes in our life, friends go, loved ones disappear, family eventually disappear. Sometimes there will be situations in our life when we are all by ourselves. But even if, even if we are all by ourselves, the Bible says, what else do I have in heaven but you? Since I have you, what else could I want on earth? You see, even if there's no one else in the whole earth who loves us and wants to be with us, there's someone from heaven who is always looking at us and he wants us to be with him. He loves us. And so when we feel that power, when we feel that presence, we will say with all of our hearts, since I have you, what else could I ever want? What else could I ever need? This is the first commandment. The first commandment is not simply to say, Yahuwah is my God. No, the first commandment is to walk with him hand in hand with reverence and love for the one who created and redeemed us by the shed blood of his son. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father, Yahuwah, Yahuwah, our God, our only God, you are so good. You created all things by a mere breath. We cannot comprehend the vastness of your power. This is why we shrink and shrink when we think about who you are. Who are we? Mere dust in your eyes. Who are we? Mere clay in your hands. Loving Abba. Why do you love us? You are almighty. You can do whatever you want. You are sovereign. Loving Father Yahuwah. Here we are. We know your first command. Teach us to live in reverence for you so that we can respect your commands and obey them to express our love for you. You have done so much. You are underappreciated even by your people. Sometimes we have taken you for granted. 
Sometimes we have forgotten to consult with you. Sometimes we don't think of you. You always think of us. That is how great your love is. We are overwhelmed by how much you love us. When we think about the history of our life, from the very beginning up until this point, every step of the way, you were right there, directing our steps, whispering to our hearts. You guided us all along. Now you extend your hand. You want to hold us closely. Loving Abba, we need you. We want to walk with you. You are our only God. Sometimes we feel weak. Sometimes our mind becomes weary. Our body fails us. We get sick. But the moment we feel your presence, it no longer really matters. What is important to us is that you are with us. Loving Yahuwah, reach out to everyone, worshiping you now, manifest yourself, your presence in our life, our King Yahusha. Thank you so much for teaching us the commandments of Abba. Help us to receive your spirit. Help us to follow your good example. We want to be like you. Please help us to be strong because we are far from perfect. Help us to recognize you in our life. Work in our life, in our hearts. We invite you now dwell in our hearts and preserve it so that we will always remain faithful to you and to the Father. Father, thank you for listening to our prayers. Before we conclude, we beg you to please look again all over the earth. Look for your people. Look for those whom you call your sons and daughters. Every single household, every single family, every individual who is identified by the name of your son, Yahusha, every single one who professes your name. We all have different individual problems. Some are afflicted with sickness. Some go through hardship and poverty. Some have problems in their homes. Father, look at all of us. Give us solutions. Give us strength. Heal us, please, of all our infirmities. Thank you, Father, for listening to our prayers. We praise you forevermore. We ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.
May Yahuwah Abba's unfailing love and tender mercies overshadow us. The memory and peace of Yahusha HaMashiach strengthen us and the constant companionship of the Ruach Kadash be with all of us now and forever. Amen.